Do you have your Bibles this morning? Open them to Isaiah chapter 60. This is our fourth session on days of glory, days of flourishing, days of abounding. That's our word for 2018. Isaiah chapter 60, and we've looked at this in some of the previous lessons. I want to just go over it one more time. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So he's telling us that as the world gets darker and darker and darker, the church will get brighter and brighter and brighter. Can you say amen? Amen. And folks, if you haven't noticed, it's dark out there. And getting darker by the moment. We are living in in a perverted world. Sin is running rampant. And, uh, you know, there's nothing, seems to be uh, any limitations. People just invent new ways to sin. And the Bible talks about that. It'll get darker and darker. Darkness representing Satan's kingdom. And at the same time, the Bible says that we will get brighter and brighter, the church. And the glory will be seen upon us. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, the glory will be seen upon you. Now, one of the ways that the glory is seen upon us, because the glory is the manifestation of the presence, the power, and the goodness of God. So the way that they will see the glory upon us is God's power operating in our lives at a higher level. God's presence in our lives at a higher level and God's goodness on our lives at a higher level. Praise God. See, God's progressive. Everything gets higher and higher. We go from glory to glory. We sing about it this morning. We're going up higher. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going up higher. The message translation. uh, Well, let me read verse three first. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. So notice that the glory on us and the brightness that is on us will become like a magnet, and it will draw the ungodly to us. There are going to be more people one to Jesus in these last days than you could ever imagine. Hallelujah. And it all because they'll see the glory on us. It's a great time to be alive, great time to be serving the Lord, great time to be a believer, praise God. Can you say amen? Now, in Proverbs 4, verse 18, it says, The path of the righteous is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Now, the message translation says, The longer they live, the brighter they'll shine. I like that. The longer they live, the brighter they'll shine. In a few days, I'm going to turn 71 and I'm getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. Amen. The longer I live, the brighter I'll shine. And the Bible says, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light. So the glory seen on us will act as a magnet. It'll draw people to the God of glory. 
Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 6 through 9, the message translation says this. I'll restore everything that was lost. I'll build everything back as good as new. They'll get reports all of all the good that I'm doing. And they'll be in awe of the blessings that I'll pour out on you. Hallelujah. They'll be in awe of the blessings that I'll pour out on you. David once proclaimed in Psalm 21 verse 3. For thou preventest or you go before me with blessings of goodness. The message translation says you pile blessings on me. Hallelujah. How many of you ready to have blessings piled on you? Coming on you and overtaking you. To the point that you won't be able to use them all. You'll just have to become a clearinghouse. A distribution center. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. That's what God's got in store. Psalm 23 verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Another translation says they'll pursue me all the days of my life. Chase me down and come on me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I like to say everywhere I go, blessings come on me. They hunt me down, praise God. While I was up in Canada, I got blessed, praise God. I'm blessing people, uh, ministering to people, teaching them the word, praying for people. And, and blessings were hunting me down, coming on me and overtaking me, praise God. Amen. And they do everywhere I go. Because I believe this stuff. I said, I believe this. I don't just read that and say, isn't that wonderful? And go on to something new. I like to say, if God didn't intend to do that, he shouldn't put it in my copy of the book. Because once I find it, I'm going for it. Amen. I believe goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. That would mean every day. Every day of my life. Something good is happening to Jerry Savelle. Hallelujah. And you say, you never come under attack? Oh yeah, I have attacks. Same devil fights me that he fights you. But praise God, he just can't overcome goodness and mercy. Amen. God's gooder than he is. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So notice here, you go before me with blessings. You pile blessings on me. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. In verse 5, the message translation says, And my cup brims with blessings, overflowing, praise God. God doesn't want just your needs met. He wants you in the overflow, praise God, so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. Can you say amen? Throughout the Bible, many times, when you see the word glory, you'll also see the word goodness mentioned. Because it is a manifestation of the goodness of God. And when you see goodness mentioned, you'll also notice prosperity and blessings are associated with it. Amen. So when goodness is following you all the days of your life, prosperity and blessings are following you every day of your life. And you say, amen. Well, Brother Jerry, why aren't they manifesting? Well, that has everything to do with what you believe. Be it unto thee according to your faith. Amen. 
If you don't believe it, if you don't expect it, then more than likely it's not going to happen. But I expect it. And I don't expect it because I'm a preacher. I expect it because I'm a believer. Hallelujah. These signs follow them that believe. It didn't say these signs follow them that preach. It says these signs follow them that believe. Look at your neighbor and say, that's me he's talking about. I'm a believer, praise God. And give God thanks for it. Amen. <clears throat> Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. The message translation says, what a stack of blessings you have piled up. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a stack of blessings you have piled up. Glory to God. Amen. Now the book of Haggai chapter two and verse nine says, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. Amen. The manifestations of the glory of God in the form of his power, his presence and his goodness that you read about in the old Testament. When you read about in the book of Acts, God's got plans to take us even higher than that. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Say it again. Higher and higher. higher, and higher. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going, higher and higher. I'm going higher and higher. Come on. I want you to give the Lord a shout for it if you believe it. <clears throat> amen. Jeremiah 31, 14 says, my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. They'll be satisfied with the goodness that he's pouring out on your life. The message translation says, I'll make sure that my people have more than enough. Glory to God. I'm preaching myself happy. I don't know what I'm doing for you. Glory to God. I'll make sure that my people have more than enough. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Now notice once again, the glory shall be seen upon thee. How will they know it's the glory? Because of his presence, his power, and his goodness that is manifesting in our lives. Amen. Sinners will not go around saying, is that the glory on you? They don't know the glory, but they know prosperity. They know blessings when they see them. They know goodness when they see it. They know the presence of God, even though they may not be experiencing it in their own lives. They know the presence of God. And they know the power of God. Can you say amen? Amen. And the book of Psalms says, and eventually they'll say about us, the Lord has been good to them. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, I want you to go to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to cover something here that we haven't talked about thus far. 1 Peter chapter 4. And look at verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice. (laughs) Now that's that's not what most Christians do. They they get into the 12th verse, and then they say, oh dear God, he's talking about trials. And they don't even read any further. Come on. But rejoice. Rejoice when? 
when the fiery trial comes to try you. Come on, hallelujah. <clears throat> Most Christians don't do that because they don't know what's coming. They focus on the trial and they're focusing on the wrong thing. Now, I'm not saying pretend it's not there, but you don't focus on the trial. You focus on what he said is coming behind the trial. Can you say amen? God has always been a step ahead of the devil and he's already got a plan for escape. He's already got a plan to bless you. And restore you, no matter what the devil does, God has already got a plan in motion. And it is going to cause you to be blessed and restored and prosper. Hallelujah. If you won't quit and give up in the midst of the trial. Now, most people, most Christians don't even see that part. Amen. They don't see that part. Because they don't last long enough. Now notice he says in verse 13, when this fiery trials come, don't think it's strange. You know, that's, that's part of the territory. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So when you come under attack, don't think it's strange. Don't say, well, why is this always happening to me? You're a believer, aren't you? Well, then it's going to happen. But you don't have to accept failure and defeat just because it happens. <clears throat> Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation. As long as you're still here, you'll be faced with trials and tests and tribulation. But that's not the end of the story. Amen. In fact, where he said, in the world, you shall have tribulation. The next thing he said was, but be of good cheer. Seems like to me, God's got a one-track mind about tests and trials. Rejoice. Be of good cheer. You got a test? Be of good cheer. Got a trial? Rejoice. You got adversity? Be of good cheer. Look like you're going under? Rejoice. Anybody got a test or a trial today? I dare you to rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we're not rejoicing for the trial. We're not, we're not being of good cheer because we have a trial. We are rejoicing because we know it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And it's never over until we win. Can you say, can you say amen? amen? But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed. Now here's a clue. That at, on the other side of every trial, if you will outlast it, his glory shall be revealed. Amen. And what is the glory? The manifested presence, power, and goodness of God. If you will stand your ground, then his presence, his power, and his goodness will show up. And that means you win. You don't lose, you win. 
Can you say amen? amen? Notice as we keep reading. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. <laughs> He's not letting you off the hook. <laughs> if you have adversity, be of good cheer. If you have a test, rejoice. If you're spoken badly about, be happy. (laughs) You ain't heard this in church before, have you? (laughs) And it's right there in black and white. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. Now underline the next phrase or highlight it. For the spirit of glory. And of God resteth upon you. The spirit of glory resteth upon you. Everybody say the spirit of glory rests upon me. Now, isn't that what he said? I'm not reading from first Jerry. I'm reading from first Peter. I didn't make this up. The spirit of glory resteth upon you. Hallelujah. Now the word rest here means to abide and to remain upon and to be supported by. So the spirit of glory, when you're going through a test or a trial, is resting on you. That means potentially the manifested presence, power, and goodness of God is about to be revealed. Because the spirit of glory is resting on you. It's abiding. It's remaining. And you're supported by it. Hallelujah. Just imagine. The spirit of glory is ready to back you. To support you. If you will stand your ground. Can you say amen? Now just follow along with me. Keep an open mind, open heart. No matter what you go through, you have the spirit of God on the inside and you have the spirit of glory abiding and resting on you. That's a winning combination. Now, of course, the spirit of God, he is the spirit of glory. You know, I don't know why people think that Satan can have all these spirits and God's limited to one. Let me just show you something here. This word spirit here means a divine influence. The spirit of glory is a divine influence. And the word influence, or divine rather, well, divine influence, (laughs) denotes a power that is in operation, but it's invisible. However, you can see the effects of it. It's like the wind. You can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of it. You can see the leaves blowing across your front yard. Somebody said, boy, the wind's strong today, isn't it? No, you're seeing the effects of it. You don't see the wind. You see the effects of it. The Holy Spirit is a divine influence. And along with Him 
or other spirits to assist him in influencing your life. And one of those is the spirit of glory. The spirit of favor is another. The spirit of increase is another. Am I losing you? All right. Let me show you something here real quick. In Exodus chapter 28 verse 3. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise hearted. Whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Now this is God speaking. Did you ever see in the book of Revelations. Where it talks about seven spirits around the throne of God. Well one of them is the spirit of wisdom. Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9 says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2, The spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, and might, and knowledge. Notice those are all spirits from God. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, And the spirit of knowledge. And it goes on to say, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 28. And now, O Lord, thou art the God and thy words, thou art my God and thy words be true. And thou hast promised. Hold on. (laughs) My page is stuck. That's not the one I'm looking for. Daniel chapter 5 and verse 12. For as much as an excellent spirit was found in him. Daniel chapter 6 verse 3. An excellent spirit was in him. Micah chapter 3 verse 5. But truly I am full of power by the spirit of the Lord and of might. The spirit of might. Zechariah chapter 12 verse 10. And I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace. And the word grace is also translated favor. So there is a spirit of grace. There is a spirit of favor. Second Corinthians 4.13 We having the same spirit of faith. First Peter 4.14 And the spirit of glory resteth upon thee. Notice they're all divine influences. And they all emanate from God. Can you say amen? Amen. You can have the spirit of wisdom on you. Or you can have the spirit of dumb. (laughs) Let me just uh, share with you. (laughs) And some people don't have the spirit of wisdom. Okay. Numbers chapter 5 and verse 14. Let's look at it in a negative sense. Talks about the spirit of jealousy. First Kings twenty two twenty two lying spirit. Isaiah sixty one three spirit of heaviness. Matthew three eleven unclean spirit. Luke thirteen eleven spirit of infirmity. Second Timothy one seven spirit of fear. Now notice all of those spirits are evil and they emanate 
from Satan. But they are influential nonetheless. You have a spirit of fear on your life. It's influencing you. It's, it's influencing your actions. It's influencing your mindsets. It's influencing uh, your speech. Amen. How many of you know there is a spirit of poverty? And you don't have to be poor to have it. Some rich people have it. They're misers. I knew a man who was extremely wealthy. But he wouldn't spend a dime of it. Because he uh, usually the spirit of poverty is associated with the spirit of fear. Am I getting too deep here? Amen. So you don't have to be poor to have a spirit of poverty on you. My, my, my grandfather, uh, he went through the depression. And it was tough. It was hard. A lot, a lot of people, you know, back in that era, they, they, they uh, came out of it with a spirit of poverty on them. Fear. Spirit of fear. My grandfather would, uh, would, would go to three different stores to find the cheapest can of beans. And he might save two cents and spend all that money on gas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Going to all them stores. He buried his money on the farm. He didn't trust banks. When I found that out, got old enough to find that out, I became a treasure hunter. I found my grandpa's money hidden everywhere. In the hayloft. In his toolbox. Under the linoleum rug. You know, between the bed springs. We probably never found it all yet. But he, he, he lived in a spirit of fear and a spirit of poverty. But I've seen wealthy people with that same spirit on them. Amen. And it influences you. So if a, if a spirit of jealousy, a spirit of, of heaviness or oppression can influence a person, why would it be so strange to think that the spirit of favor, the spirit of increase, the spirit of of, of uh, glory could not influence you. That's right. Can you say amen? amen? And guess what? The spirit of glory is resting on you. Hallelujah. It's on you right now. Praise God. Look at somebody and say, the spirit of glory is on me. And it wants to influence you. You don't have to say that part. It, but thank you for your pay, paying attention, praise God. It is influencing you to make a winner out of you. In every area of your life. Can you say amen? amen. Particularly when you're going through tests and trials. Now, let's go back to First Peter once again. And notice there he talked about when you experiencing these trials, don't think it's strange. Rejoice, be happy. And the reason you can rejoice and be happy is because you know now that you're not alone. You have the spirit of glory resting on you. And it's there to support you. 
It's there to, to cause the manifestation of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness to manifest in your life. So in other words, there's something on us that is more powerful than anything that we will ever go through. And if we refuse to give up, then it will manifest in the form of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. And it will get us over every time. Can you say amen? Amen. So the spirit of glory resting on me sounds like to me God wants this on me 24-7. Not to just experience it occasionally, but he wants me to have access to it 24-7. Manifesting every day. And if you ever get to the place where you're fully aware that it's resting on you, then your days of losing are over. Hallelujah. Praise God. You would become extremely confident that it's just a matter of time. And God's presence, power, and goodness will show up in your behalf and deliver you and cause you to be victorious over every attack. So no wonder Peter said rejoice And be happy when you come under attack. Rejoice and be happy when you are facing tests and trials. Amen. Don't focus on the test and trial. Focus on what the Spirit of glory can do. Can you say amen? Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. Now, God never intended, never intended for you to be lorded over by a spiritual outlaw named Satan. That was never his plan. Psalm chapter 8. Go there with me, if you will, please. Psalm chapter 8. We'll just take our time to go through this. And I believe by the time we're done, you'll be shouting. Hallelujah. Psalm 8 and verse 3. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and that's not a proper translation, it should be a little lower than Elohim, a little lower than God himself, because creation will never become greater than creator. Okay? For thou hast made him a little lower than yourself, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Now, when God created Adam, he made Adam a little lower than himself. The Bible says he was made in his likeness and in his image. Adam was to be God's under ruler over the earth. He gave him dominion. He gave him authority over every living thing on the face of the earth. You remember the story in the book of Genesis. He never intended for Adam to be lorded over by a spiritual outlaw. Adam was to lord, not be lorded over. He was God's under ruler. And the Bible says, and God crowned him with glory and honor. He distinguished him by placing the spirit of glory on him. 
and honor. And that remained on him until he sinned. And when he sinned, everything changed. That's the reason the Apostle Paul says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the what? Glory. Fallen short of the glory. The Bible says that after Adam sinned, then everyone after him had the sin nature because of Adam's transgression. That crown of glory was no longer on his head. He no longer had access to the presence, the power, and the goodness of God like he once did. Can you imagine one day you have access to God's presence, God's power, God's goodness, and the next day you're without it? How could that have felt? But God being a loving God was not going to tolerate this because he created man to enjoy his goodness. And God had a plan hidden in a mystery. Hallelujah. He intended to get it back. He intended to restore mankind to his original state with that crown of glory on his head, dominion and authority, and he would lord and not be lorded over. Can you say amen? Now, in God's loving kindness, he established a covenant with a man by the name of Abram and later changed his name to Abraham. And he provided through that covenant an umbrella of protection. But it was limited. It was God's way of being able to bless man again, but in a limited way. It was God's way of being able to pour out his goodness upon man again, but it was in a limited way. In fact, the book of Joel says that uh, God had uh, uh, manifested his glory moderately. And the word moderately would mean uh, it wasn't at full blast, like turning the radio on and off. They experienced his glory, his presence, his power, his goodness moderately. But he said in the last days, he's going to have a glorious church full of glory. And the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Amen. No restrictions. No confinements. Hallelujah. Unlimited. Glory to God. That's where we're headed. Higher and higher. Glory to God. So when Adam sinned, then man fell short of the glory. Fallen short of the glory, the phrase means something was lacking, deficient, and proved to be inadequate. So he didn't have access to what he once had access to. And it wasn't until God made covenant with Abraham that he provided an avenue where once again he could bless man 
He could demonstrate his goodness and his favor to man, but once again, in a limited way. Can you say amen? Because if that covenant with Abraham had been sufficient, there would have been no need to bring Jesus into the earth and go to the cross. So it had limitations. Even though it worked good, but it had limitations. Now, notice that through the redemptive work of Jesus at Calvary, who was made to be sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God, meaning that we would once again have right standing with God. Amen. We would be able to stand in His presence as though sin has never occurred. Hallelujah. You have right standing with God. That's a great blessing. Knowing that you can approach the throne of God boldly and ask what you will. Hallelujah. That God is on your side. God is not against you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Praise God. Amen. And that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And that triumph is your heritage as a servant of the the Lord. Can you say amen? amen? But that didn't take place until Jesus was willing to give his life. And the moment he was raised from the dead and heaven was satisfied that the price had been paid and that man has been restored, then God replaced that crown of glory on your head. Hallelujah. I like to get up in the morning. Anybody remember the old uh, TV series, Happy Days? Remember when the Fonz would go into the men's restroom and he'd get ready to comb his hair and he was already sharp. So he said, yeah. He didn't bother combing it again because it already looked good. Sometimes when I get up in the morning, I stand in front of the mirror and I adjust my crown and go, yeah. Try it sometime. Try it sometime. You'll like it. Hallelujah. Everybody reach up here like this. Act like you're shifting that crown. Get it straight. That crown of glory is back on you. Praise God. And along with it, the spirit of glory is resting on you. Hallelujah. God made that happen through the work of Jesus at Calvary. Can you say amen? Amen. So, crown of glory has been restored and returned. And now 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. When you begin to lean upon and expect the spirit of glory to show up, then you will never, ever again think in terms of failure and defeat. This divine influence is resting upon you. I know I'm going to make it. I said, I know I am going to make it. Hallelujah. And I've been through some challenges. Been through some tough challenges. You know, um, to whom much is given, much is required. I think uh, perhaps I'd be safe in saying that I go through some challenges that you won't ever go through. Because you, you don't have the same requirements on your life that I do. So if I can make it, you can make it. But you're not going to make it because I made it. You're going to make it because you operate in the same revelations. 
And those are all available to you, praise God. And you say amen. So if you're going through a test or a trial right now, knowing the spirit of glory is on you, I think you ought to just go ahead and rejoice and be happy and be of good cheer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. David once said in Psalm 27, 13, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, if I didn't know that the goodness of God was on the other side of this test, I would have given up. See, that's your motivation. That on the other side of every test, the goodness of God is waiting to be manifested. It's waiting to be revealed. Hallelujah. That should motivate you. That, that keeps you going, praise God. Husbands and wives, you ought to encourage one another. You can make it. Don't give up, sweetheart. We're almost there. I see the glory on the other side of this thing, praise God. Hallelujah. And the spirit of glory is resting upon you, divinely influencing you to keep on standing and refuse to give up. Can you say amen? Amen. The message translation says, I am sure now that I'll see God's goodness because he did not faint. He said, I'm sure that I'll now see God's goodness. And then he gives us these words of encouragement in verse 14 from the message translation. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. Stay with God. Take heart. And don't quit. Amen. What do you suppose was waiting for you on the other side of the last trial you gave up in? I don't even want to think about it. Once again, that motivates you to just keep on standing. But how long do I have to stand, Brother Jerry? Until you win. But how long does it take to win? Until you don't have to stand no more. Amen. That's real simple. Hallelujah. I keep thinking it. And I've told you this before, but I, I can't help it. I just keep thinking about it. That time, I think it was uh, the San Antonio Spurs. And they, didn't they win the NBA championship a few years ago? And, and I, was, I was watching just the last quarter of that game and uh, saw them win. And they went into the locker room, you know, with these San Antonio Spurs players. And... Uh, he said, man, I didn't think you guys were going to pull this off. How'd you do it? And I'll never forget what that guy said. You know, great big tall guy. It's what we do, man. It's what we do. <laughs> I, I told that on our last Chariots of Light motorcycle tour. And every morning when we got up for prayer before we, we rode, the last thing we did, we're all standing in a circle, about 60 of us. And we all went, well, it's what we do, man. It's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. We stand. It's what we do. We don't give up. That's what we do. Amen. 
Look at somebody and say, it's what I do, man. It's what I do. Come here, Richard. You do it better than I do. Show, show them how to do it, Richard. It's what we do, man. It's what we do. That's it. That's it. It's what we do. I got to get my fingers right. Show me that one more time. How you do them fingers? Like this. It's what we do, man. It's what we do. All right. <laughs> Come on, do it one more time. Do it one more time. It's what we do, man. It's what we do. We stand. And when it looks like it's not working, we keep standing. And when it looks like it's getting worse, we keep standing. Knowing that the spirit of glory rests on us. And on the other side of this trial, glory is waiting to be revealed. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I've noticed in my study of the glory that not only is it the manifested presence of God, but it's also the manifested power of God and the manifested goodness of God. And when you talk about the goodness of God, you can't leave off blessings and prosperity. Amen. That's the goodness of God in manifestation. The blessings of God. And prosperity. Can you say amen? God wants you blessed. God wants you to prosper, praise God. In Second uh, Samuel, the scripture I started to read earlier... By mistake. It's chapter 7 and verse 28. And now, O Lord God, thou art my God, and thy words be true, and thou hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. Now he said, you promised goodness to me. And then in 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 66, he sent the people away, and they went into their tents joyful and glad of heart for all the goodness that the Lord has done for David, his servant, and for Israel, his people. Notice God promised goodness. And here the people are praising him because they saw it manifest. Hallelujah. God promised goodness. And here it shows that he fulfilled his promise. God is not a man that he should lie. Not one word, not one tittle of God's word will pass away. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. And if God has promised us goodness, then there's coming a day when we'll go to our tents, our houses, and we'll rejoice and thank God for all the goodness we've seen. Hallelujah. And you say, amen. Amen. And I'm doing it already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Carol and I were down at our home in uh, Weatherford that the Lord blessed us with. Uh, We sold our property in Lake Granbury and bought a a place uh, in Weatherford 
in a ranching community. And that place is just absolutely so gorgeous, so wonderful, so full of the peace of God, so full of the presence of God. I get down there and I don't want to leave. And every time we pull up in front of the gate, as the gate's opening, we cannot stop praising God for his goodness. And when we get in the garage, I see God's goodness. And when I open the door to go in the, the den or the, or the uh, kitchen area, I see God's goodness. When I sit down in the den, I see the goodness of God. When I go to my bedroom, I see the goodness of God. Even the bathroom is full of goodness. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's just the goodness of God everywhere I turn. And that's not my main house. That's right. Come on. That's right. That's my, that's my blessing house. That's my favorite house. That's good. That, that's, that's where I go to, to get rejuvenated after all these meetings, praise God. And the peace of God, the presence of God, the goodness of God is there. Hallelujah. Amen. It just, it just swallows us when we walk in that place. Hallelujah. Amen. I have, uh, you know, I have Native American blood in me, Cherokee. My great-grandmother uh, was full-blood Cherokee, lived in Oklahoma, reservation. Some of her people were part of the Trail of Tears that came from Georgia all the way to Oklahoma. Now, I don't have an a extremely large amount of Cherokee, but what I got, I'm proud of. Hallelujah. <laughs> And I have a Cherokee headdress. And sometimes I put it on. Boy, it's long, you know, feathers. I'm looking cool. Sometimes I'll even paint my face up. (laughs) And sometimes when I'm praising God, that spirit of Cherokee comes on me. Hallelujah. (laughs) I just dance around, praise God. Hey, hey, hey. Glory. Amen. And I get down there and I keep it down there. And sometimes I just put it on, walk around the house and go, praising God like a Cherokee. Hallelujah. I don't know why I told you that story. I just, I just felt like doing it. Oh, I know. Now you want me to wear my Cherokee headdress to church, right? Okay. <laughs> Amen. I just get caught up in the goodness of God. I get caught up in it. Second Chronicles chapter six, verse 41 says, Now therefore arise, O Lord God, and let thy people rejoice in thy goodness. Arise and let thy people rejoice in, their, in thy goodness. I wrote in my notes, this is a great prayer you should be praying. Arise, O God, and let me rejoice in your goodness. Here's a declaration that you should be making. Psalm 23, 4, we've already read it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Get up confessing that every day. 
that the goodness of God not only follows me, but pursues me, hunts me down. And good things come to pass. Good things take place in my life. Hallelujah. While I was in uh, Miami just a couple of weeks ago, uh, preaching about the goodness of God and uh, uh, the glory of God, the pastor there at the church, he told me uh, the first day I was there, I was there about, what, three or four days, Ken, five days. And uh, he told me the first day that I was there. Uh, he said, I want you to see the, the car the Lord blessed me with since you were here last time. And so we walked outside and he showed me this nice car uh, that the Lord had blessed him with. And so I, I just assumed that, you know, it was paid for the way he, he didn't say that. But when he said, the Lord blessed me with it, I assumed it was paid for. But during the week, while that meeting was going on, and I'm preaching on the goodness of God, he come in the speaker's room one night, about the second or third night, he said, Brother Jerry, he said, you were talking about the spirit of glory resting upon us, and it manifests in the form of God's power, God's presence, and God's goodness. He said, somebody just came up to me and paid that car off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That was a manifestation of the goodness of God. And he was praising God for it. Praise God. Wouldn't you? God just paid your car off. Wouldn't you be praising God? Well, why don't you just go ahead and do it in advance if you really expect it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, how many of you believing for your house to be paid off? Why don't you praise him in advance? If you really expect it. Well, Brother Jerry, how in the world could God pay my house off? Well, I'll just tell you like I heard Brother Copeland tell one person one time. He'll come by it honest. <laughs> God's unlimited. God's unlimited. You could be sitting in church and somebody would be led of the Lord to pay your house off. Well, I don't think that would happen. All right, then it'll happen to the person that does think it'll happen. You're not, you're not expecting enough. That's your problem. You're not expecting enough. Don't let your disappointments rob you of victories down the road. Keep your expectancy up. Amen. That's why he's El Shaddai, the God in whom nothing is impossible, praise God. Can you say amen? Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, it's not. Hallelujah. And the spirit of glory is on you. It's resting on you. So begin to expect manifestations of his presence, his power, his goodness, like you've never experienced before. In fact, the book of Psalms says that it's, his goodness is laid up for those that fear him. One translation says it's in reserve. It's like a hidden treasure. That means we haven't seen all of the goodness of God that he intends for us to see. 
Amen. I've seen a lot of it. But praise God, he's saying, you haven't seen anything yet, son. There's so much more to come. Hallelujah. And folks, we've entered into a new dimension. We've entered into a new realm. Hallelujah. These are days of glory. These are days of flourishing. These are days of abounding. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Isaiah 63, 7 says, I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all the Lord has bestowed upon us and the great goodness. Notice he says, I'm going to be talking about it all the time. I'm going to be talking about the goodness of God that he's bestowed upon me. And I'm going to be talking about the goodness of God that will be bestowed upon me. Amen. I not only live right now, but I live in the future as well. Hallelujah. And my future is bright. Isaiah 60 says it is. My future is bright. Somebody shout, my future is bright. Hallelujah. What do you see coming? What do you see happening? You're part of the church, aren't you? Part of the body of Christ. God has good things in store for us. That doesn't mean we won't have any other attacks. We won't have any more adversity. As long as you're on this planet, you're going to have adversity. But that's not the end of the story. As I mentioned earlier, on the other side of every attack, glory is waiting to be revealed. Amen. So my future is bright. Hallelujah. I'm expecting good things. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell them something good is about to happen to you. Amen. The spirit of glory is resting on you. It is a divine influence and it's going to cause you to experience goodness like you've never experienced before. So make the determination that you will stay in faith. Amen. Stay in faith. The faithful shall abound in the blessings of God. So it's just a matter of staying in faith. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Amen. Go with me very quickly to the book of Psalm 67. And look at verse 3. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Verse 5. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then. Notice, after people praise him, something happens. Then. The earth shall yield her increase. And God. Even our own God shall bless us. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So if you're waiting to see something, you may not see anything. If you're praising him while you're waiting to see something, then, then increase is on God's agenda for your life. Amen. 
I shared this with you one time before. I was in a, a little town not too far from Houston called Liberty, Texas. And uh, <clears throat> I was getting ready to preach there that night. And I had a visitation of the Lord in my motel room. And he said, my people know me as Savior. They know me as baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Some know me as healer, deliverer. He said, but they don't all know me as the God of the breakthrough. He said, if they did, they wouldn't be so quick to quit. Wouldn't be so quick to give up. He said, tonight you tell the people that the God of the breakthrough wants to visit their house. And so I went over there and preached, and I'm telling you, we did have some breakthroughs that night. I mean, some amazing breakthroughs took place in that service. And then he told me to tell them this. He said, tell them the depth of their praise will determine the magnitude of their breakthrough. The depth of their praise will determine the magnitude of their breakthrough. Just how great a breakthrough do you want? Amen. Just how great a breakthrough do you want? Then the depth of your praise determines that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, praise Him. Praise Him. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice. Now, it's one thing for you to do it in church when I'm asking you to, or I'm encouraging you to, but where it really counts the most is when you get home and you don't feel like doing it. And the devil's jumping on you and telling you you're wasting your time. You got problems, boy. You ain't got time to praise God. The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. Notice what there it says. And then, if, if the people praise him, then increase comes. Can you say amen? Just how many of you in here today need increase to take place in your life? Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you. Don't just do this in church. It's wonderful in church. But where it really counts... And when you go home. And you don't have all these cheerleaders helping you. You're on your own. Sometimes you and your wife just ought to gather up, you know, join hands and, and, and begin to praise God for the increase that you're expecting to take place in your life. Hallelujah. And you say amen. amen. Glory to God. And now... Just remain standing there, and let me read this to you. Psalm 84. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well, the rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength, every one of them, in Zion appeareth before God. Now, the valley of Baca is the valley of tears. 
the valley of sorrow, the valley of oppression. And he says, when they go through this place, and everybody does, some of you may be in the valley of Baca right now. It says, when these people go through, and notice the term is go through and not live there. Go through. I've been, I've been through a lot of places that I wouldn't want to live. <laughs> Amen. Going through the valley of Baca, the valley of tears, the valley of sorrow. Where's all the tears and the sorrow coming from? Usually through tests and trials. But these people, they go through that valley of tears and sorrow. And it says, but they come out on the other side stronger, increasing in strength. And then it says in verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory and no good thing will he will hold from them that walk uprightly. Notice, I think it's so unique on the, the Bible talks about the test and the trial. It talks about the, the valley of Baca, the tears and the sorrow. But it always shows that if you'll stay in faith, keep praising God regardless. On the other side of that, he will give grace and glory. And no good thing will he withhold from them. Hallelujah. Isn't that good reason to keep staying in faith? Isn't that good reason to keep praising Him while you're going through this place? Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord your best shout right now. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's a psalm that says, they'll sow in tears, but they'll reap in joy. Hallelujah. They'll reap in gladness. Hallelujah. Don't ever stop sowing, even when you're in a a test or a trial or going through a financial attack. The worst thing you can do when you're going through a financial attack is stop sowing. You just cut yourself off from the supernatural. Just keep sowing. Keep praising. Stay in faith. Folks, God's laid it all out so you and I can win every time. Can you say amen? Praise God. Come on, let's lift our hands one more time and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 (coughs) Glory to God. We bless you, Jesus. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Keep praising Him for a moment. 
Aleluia, aleluia. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. All of you who need some major, I'm not talking about you could just use a little, little more money. I'm talking about major financial breakthrough. Come up here real quick. I mean, this, this is dire. Hallelujah. Something's got to happen soon. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, my first question is, do you really believe God can do this? Do you really believe God wants to do this? And do you really believe God will do this? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, I know I talked about various spirits, good and bad, today that are influential. We talked about the spirit of poverty. There is a spirit of lack as well. But on the other side, there's the spirit of increase. You ever seen that commercial with that guy and I don't know what he's advertising, but he's he's apparently is a very prosperous man, appears to be. And he has this little miniature giraffe. And he is petting this little miniature giraffe. And it's trick photography, you know, to shrink that giraffe down. And he's petting this giraffe and he says, Opulence, I has it. Spirit of increase, I has it. Spirit of favor, I has it. Spirit of glory, I has it. Say this with me. Spirit of increase, I has it. Spirit of favor, I has it. Spirit of glory, I has it. Spirit of poverty, I don't has it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over the spirit of poverty. We take authority over the spirit of lack. In the name of Jesus, it will have no influence on any life that is in this room today. In the name of Jesus, never ever again, we decree the spirit of increase, the spirit of favor, and the spirit of glory is on them, resting on them. 
and they are headed for a major financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord your shout. Give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. 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 Turn around and smile and tell at least three people. My days of lack are coming to an end. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And you can go back to your seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord one more good shout of praise.